This episode of After Dinner Mints brought to you by Calm Lip Balm, available at calmlipbalm.com. Welcome to episode 52 of After Dinner Mints. Nolan here. Anastasia. Hey, this is Mike Law. Mike is uh, our friend from out here who's now from out there and also hosts uh, Please Excuse My Dead Aunt Sally over on... Uh, did I say aunt? I'm fucking white. Why did I say it like that? I'll let you do this. I'm going to fucking... <laughs> Well, step back here. Introduce yourself, please. Uh, I'd like to start by contesting the name of the show after dinner mints, as you did not feed me dinner today. <laughs> this is true, but I did <laughs> that feed is you true. coffee. I appreciate it. And that. there was coconut in it, and that's kind <laughs> of a food. Perfect. Um, yes, please excuse my dead aunt Sally.com or please excuse my dead aunt Sally on Instagram. Uh, it is um, the podcast equivalent of trying to figure out what's going on in the world while you're just waking up. Uh, we, uh, we explore the important topics like where do homeless people get Sharpies and, uh, I've always wondered that. Actually. Seriously. They, when you too. brought that up, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? I've always thought about this. Right. I mean, and Sharpies cost like $2. So, I mean, there must be a King bum somewhere that we don't see. That distributes them. Yeah. Or, or he has like one the boss bum. He has one Sharpie and the other bums bring him a tribute to use it to make signs. I know if I were homeless tomorrow, I know I could tell you I could find like cardboard. Like he's like the, the homeless Highlander. <laughs> like there can only be one and he has a Sharpie. Uh, and I could really use your help. We're, we're currently investigating why I've never seen a commercial for a Chinese restaurant. What? Whoa. <laughs> That's great. No, I feel like I had to. No, no you yeah. have never seen a commercial for a Chinese restaurant. There's no way. What well, just fucked my brain up? <laughs> they definitely leave stuff in your door, and you know what Chinese restaurant you like, but you can turn on any TV channel anywhere in the country, and I've lived all over the country. You've never seen a commercial for a Chinese restaurant? No. I agree. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a wonderful world we live in. Why? Yeah, I guess there's I mean, coconut in my coffee. <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, I guess you just always know there's one that's local. You know what? I can remember all the ones that I like, depending on which neighborhoods I've been in. Like, my favorite Chinese restaurant ever is when I lived in East Pass Yonkin, South Philly, and it was on the corner of Pass Yonkin, like, uh, fucking, not Mifflin, um, whatever fucking street is over there between Tasker and Mifflin. It's my favorite Chinese restaurant ever. They had the best fucking wings. And now I don't live there, and that's it. Yeah. That's the end of my story. And it's not like you're going all the way back to Philly to go to that... One Chinese restaurant. I may. It's good. Uh-huh. It's, it's really good. not that good. good. No. When was the last time you were there? I mean, I am buy it all the time, but I'm usually in that neighborhood to go eat at a not Chinese <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so how are the Chinese restaurants in Nevada, Mikey? Uh, so I live in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, and we have a variety of great... Uh, Which, if everybody doesn't know, is French for the Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, we certainly have a lot of great Asian food and a lot of great Chinese restaurants. Um, and we have a whole Chinatown area where entire blocks are restaurants and all of the restaurants are always packed. Entire blocks? Yeah, there's there's like areas where the the number of re- Asian restaurants to number of buildings, it's like almost every building is uh, huh. an Asian restaurant or a massage place or an immigration attorney. Oh, we talked about that a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Did not talk about the immigration attorney thing, we did but not, we did but talk we, about it. We the, did you know, talk about it, and, and, and in the time since... <laughs> Stop. Did you go to massage ball? No, I'm saying I've been very observant of it since our last conversation, because you're like, there's nothing like that around here. I don't know there anything is, of the, yeah. So, yes, you proved here's it to thing. me. Here's I know. the thing. Did I prove it to you? Did I send you the picture? <laughs> fucking, there is a massage. It's basically fucking Princeton. There's a massage parlor in fucking in so we Yardley. Had this argument. I don't know if you uh, heard that show where Nolan said that it's like a whole chain. Yeah, massage there's like parlor, there's a path. dry cleaner. They, so the first time I heard Chinese about this, I Asian thought restaurant. it was like I thought it was a joke based on who was presenting the information. But it turns out it's a real thing, and there's a reason. I thought you that, were presenting like, the information, no, 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 and I no, no. thought Someone it was a joke. About it. it was not. It was fucking. It's totally legit. <laughs> that like they they hide you in a shipping container. You come over, fucking the the longshoreman fucking <laughs> sneaks your crate through, and then you fucking work your way from the massage parlor to the nail salon to the Chinese food restaurant, and once you pay off your debt, you fucking move to freedom, and it's like you start noticing that all of these places are immediately juxtaposed next to each other. And then we fucking, you know, we have a long discussion about it on this show one day, and Anastasia's like, there's nowhere like that around here. And then I noticed, like, 40 fucking places exactly like that around here. I really, on my trips back here, I've never noticed them, and it stands out because when you go out to, like, Las Vegas, there's a massage parlor in every shopping center next to the grocery store. Right. Like, they're, they're all over the place. And even Southern California, they seem to be Dude, everywhere. it's so crazy prevalent. And, like, apparently there's, like, been a bunch of major fucking busts recently. There's a place There's a place right by one of my restaurants in Philly. It's, like, busted, like, once a week. And they just, like, shut it down and send more people in. Like, there's been two occasions where I'm, like, walking from the parking garage that I park into this particular restaurant, and there are just, like half dressed or not dressed fucking Chinese women being chased out of this fucking basement. Like <laughs> how by did cops we get here? How basis. do we start talking about this again? I don't uh, remember. I don't know, but you got me wanting one of them legitimate massages. <laughs> Chinese, <laughs> Chinese. A real Where massage? can I get one of those? I wanna I wanna check with a license <laughs> and some education. <laughs> I, you wanna flip over? No, I want my shoulders. <laughs> we got here from Chinese food, which has made me fucking very hungry, actually. But. I don't know. We talked about how's the Chinese food in Nevada, right? That, oh, is yeah. that how this yeah, started? Yeah, yeah. That is where it's Las right. Vegas is the land of a million restaurants that claim to be super amazing. And honestly, like, I just had the best chicken parm around the block from here at Freddy's. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course you did. It's, uh, this know, is Chicken Parmville. Yeah. Uh, gour- I mean, gour- I think gourmet food's overrated. I've been to some of the most expensive restaurants in the country, and usually they're great, but it's usually the, the home cooking, like driving through Texas yeah. and just stopping That's at any right. place on the side of the road, Texas, and getting a cheeseburger for 10 bucks is better than a, a $100 steak I've had. It's true. Yeah, Fucking, I agree. Th- I mean, and I, I live in that world, but it, it is true. Like, the... 
I've had the, the best room. brisket when I used to eat meat at a gas station that had two like fireplaces going in San uh, Antonio. Dude, That's the, the best brisket I've ever best, had. The best I've had the best chicken. Kobe beef with you, Mikey. Roasting it off of a freaking lava rock that at 500 degrees. Oh, I'll plug Stack in the Mirage in Las Vegas. I'll, I'll give that place free advertising. It's one of the best restaurants I've ever been That's to. That's right. The, so, um, I mean, it's it's crazy, but... The best fried chicken you'll ever fucking have is at a gas station in Delaware. Really? It's called Royal Farms, <laughs> and it's basically like the Wawa of Delaware, and they like specialize in fried chicken, and it is Fucking ridiculous. You know, if you open a convenience store called the Wawa of Delaware, it would be a hit. <laughs> tax free cigarettes? Dude. <laughs> we offer tax free cigarettes and the best fried chicken you've ever had. You're fucking living in that world, like, you know, there are really high end restaurants that I'm fanatical about, but the fall off is so fucking fat. Like, you know, there are, there are like three restaurants that come to mind as probably like as easily three of the best places I've ever eaten, and they're all they're very fucking nice, very well run, very high end restaurants. You've both been to more than one of them with me, probably, but the fall off from that is so fucking hard and so fucking fast that it's like you know, I I could eat a hundred dollar steak at one place and be like, this is the best fucking meal I've ever had, and then I could go to like the next place that's like. The next best place is like I could easily just be fucking eating at a diner and having a more enjoyable, less expensive experience. I had a really interesting experience a couple of years ago. We went to Laundry's uh, Steakhouse uh-huh. or our seafood. Yeah. And um, it was just okay. The service was uh, the ambience was uh and then we had a gift card for Red Lobster. And like a week later, we went to Red Lobster. It was the happiest I've ever been. Those yeah. little biscuits. Everybody's friendly. Yeah. They let they let the they bring the lobsters out and let the kids play with them. And like, I, I don't know what it is. It, it, I, I just, I really enjoyed it. And it had nothing to do with the cost of the meal. It was an experience they yeah. created. And it was, I was like, this is the Applebee's of seafood. And they just knocked it out of the park for yeah. me. They totally, I mean, uh, Red Lobster is amazing at doing that. It still hurts that you see the lobster when you walk in, though, right? Like, no. it still hurts a little bit. No? It doesn't Shoot. hurt you at all? No, <laughs> no I, not at all. It, I don't need that garbage. No. You don't eat lobster anyway, so cockroaches are <laughs> not on your meal pan. <laughs> yeah, that's no, right. If there were a restaurant where you could pick the cow to get your steak from, I'd walk past all the cows and go, I want that one. I think I'd be okay with it. Really? I don't think so. I don't think so. Just fucking listen to this shit. Listen to this shit. I'm, I'm my, trying. <laughs> my four-year-old daughter the other day <laughs> tells me that, I, so I, I always tell her I'm going to eat the cat, right? I, <laughs> Oscar, you going to eat yeah, Oscar? Yeah, I'm always like, so when are we going to eat Oscar? And she gets no. mad and she's like, we're not going to eat Oscar. She and turned like, you into a chicken I'm earlier. Like, no, are you really could, like yeah, fucking I'm like, threatening? Well, we could fucking, we could, you know, we could saute him. We could deep fry. Like, what do you want to do when we finally eat him? Because that's how, like, that's what families do. You have a cat for a while and then you eat it and she gets mad. <laughs> <laughs> she goes to me. You only eat chickens and turkeys. I was like, nothing else? She goes, no, no other animals, just chickens or turkeys. And I said, why? And she goes, because those are the animals that have no soul. (laughs) (laughs) Where did she get that from? I was like... What the hell children's book do you keep in this house? I was like, who taught you that? And she goes, it's just something I know. 
<laughs> Chickens and turkeys have no soul, so it's okay to eat them. Does I'm she, good with her. Does I'm she have her, her own? Place. Does she have her own tablet? She does. You might want to check her browsing history. <laughs> <laughs> she watched some poultry propaganda there. Yeah, I'm just saying most children, if you show them um, videos of cows or baby cows, they're not going to be like, hey, I'll take a fucking steak or a veal or anything like that. So same restaurant concept. I walk past the cows and pick the one that I want. And they make my steak out of it. So you, you would you do that? that? I think so. I mean, I would honestly, you really, as bad as this look, is gonna sound, I no, think I might, I might slaughter it if they gave me the opportunity to. Really? Yeah. I mean, it'd get a little weird if I was ordering veal, baby cow. And baby if I wanted to, not okay with and you. And if I wanted, well, I mean, if I was gonna walk past it, identify the baby cow, and slaughter it, and do it by hand, I'd probably like take my shirt off, crack my knuckles a little. I don't know how they make. You think feel. you would do I, it? Do you think you would do it though? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I'd I, like to get to a point where we're like, hey, man, I'd really kill this baby cow, so I'm okay with eating this veal. I could do it. You could? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, but I, I could. I don't think you would, though. Like, as a fucking recreational activity? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I would like to kill anything as a recreational activity. So I'm thinking activity. of non-survival situation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not based on your survival. You're, uh, we're you not know, on I a desert island. I don't There's know. other I, shit you can I eat. I don't know. I, I feel like I, pro- I don't, I don't know. I feel like I can. I'm not, I'm, I'm I, I don't think I could answer the question the same way a couple of years ago, but like, you know, realistically, like I would absolutely hunt my own food if I liked most of the food in this area that I could hunt, right? Like, I don't like venison. I just, I don't enjoy deer meat. It's not your your thing. Yeah, it's not for so me. So you wouldn't like, k- kill deer. I wouldn't kill a deer because I wouldn't want to eat it. But, like, if there were fucking... You wouldn't kill a deer for sport, which is why we're still friends. Right. If, but if there was, like, <laughs> pretty much it. buffalo or bison or fucking boar, I would, like, You'd locally... You'd kill a buffalo? A buffalo, a majestic fucking animal, like it's beautiful. It yeah. has hair. Yeah. <laughs> it's made of meat. I I would absolutely. You yeah. kill it. You murder yeah. it. Looking in, into his. <laughs> I look into its eyes and murder it. You look into no, his nice big like, brown eyes and murder it. I wouldn't like, like waste it. it in fucking cold blood, like <laughs> fucking like it was a witness to something that it fucking. <laughs> you now you ain't it. talking to no one. <laughs> No, yeah, but would I like lay behind a bush with my fucking crossbow and take it down and have buffalo meat for the next fucking two years? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, with your crossbow, you won't get through his hot through its hide, so you'd have to get up. Are to you it. out of your fucking mind? With your crossbow? Come on, man! Are you kidding me? You won't fucking kill it. You'd have to put it out its out of its. Misery. How do you, like you'd have what to do like you think? What are you under the impression that native people killed buffalo with? Do you think that they had rifles in like the 1600s? No. I mean, like, no. they didn't even have the the power of a, a modern of crossbow. A fucking like crossbow. No, they, they had a bow and arrow, and they were taking down bison. Yeah, they were taking down bison, but there's multiple people. Like it's just you and a buffalo. But 500 years ago, b- buffalo had a reputation for being clumsy. And they, they had a lot of accidents. You'd stumble Dude, across. You go, right, you go through the ribs and right through the lung. It's a. It, that's it. Like you're not fucking. That's it. 
it. So it's there, like you're not aspirating your... fucking blood through its lungs. <laughs> like yes. you're gonna take it out with your knife, right? You're gonna put it out out of its misery through its. Carotid. I don't know. I've never killed a fucking buffalo before, but you can absolutely kill a buffalo with a fucking <laughs> with a fucking crossbow. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying you couldn't. You but did it, just say that. You, in fact, just said you couldn't. You said it wouldn't pierce the hide. I, I don't think, it would I don't pierce think the hide. you understand what a fucking like. What? Do you, how do you think they killed buffalo before? Do you think they like snuck on, snuck up on them sleeping in the fucking bushes and like <laughs> they split their fucking throat? And, and then they had to go up to them and kill them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> fucking So they, that's what I'm saying. Can this, you do that? This Could buffalo you do that? died yes. of natural causes. Yes. Yeah, naturally. I killed it and naturally it died. <laughs> so you pierce it with your bone arrow. Yes. And then you'd go slit its throat. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I, then you'd quarter it or whatever. Yes, and then I'd you know freeze it. I'd thank the Give earth it. for its gift to me. And, <laughs> Would you really and pray upon its body? And, no, you wouldn't. You know, fucking Return its hide to nature and make a loincloth. <laughs> so breaking it down is where I identified a problem. I yes. um, I have an opportunity. I go shooting all the time. Where I, I live right near a major um, community shooting range, and I have the opportunity to go do. hunting. Oh, it's, it's you know you have to be at least six years old to go there, <laughs> and uh, it's mostly staffed by veterans. Never never felt safer. <laughs> um, so I have the opportunity to go hunting, and when we talk about this, like, I wouldn't know what to do with a 400-pound, 600-pound yeah. deer. In the, and I definitely don't want to use a chainsaw or a hatchet to break it down to pieces yeah, and carry that's it out. Where, that's where I have the issue. I don't have the issue killing the animal. I have the issue dealing with its anatomy once yeah. it's not alive. And I thought this through, like, and especially the way that I like doing sport shooting simulates duck hunting. I could carry four or six ducks out of a forest. And I would eat a duck and I would clean a duck. Right. But I wouldn't know what to do with a large animal like a deer or a bison. Yeah, I feel like I'd cut the wrong thing. Like I'd cut its spleen and poison the rest of the meat or something. Like I I Yeah, you have to gut it, take everything out of it and like deal with that. Yeah, no. That's a lot to deal with. I wouldn't trust myself to do that, but actually like killing, you know, an animal for to like sustain off of, I wouldn't I don't think I'd have an issue with it. I think I could do it. I don't have an issue with killing an an animal if I had to live off of it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't have to kill any animals to live right now. So in an emergency right. situation, your values and morals go a different direction. Right. In a non-survival more. situation. So if this wasn't, like, if this was survival, I'd kill all you motherfuckers. <laughs> so let, let's explore some other emergency situations. Like if the zombie, I've seen you work on cars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much like if if a if a horde of zombies was coming toward you and the car broke down like a typical horror movie. Do you think you'd figure out how to get the radiator, you know, back operational? Could you install like a radiator hose? I think I think I wouldn't be able to do that with a horde of zombies. Or I could you? kill the zombies. I don't have a problem with the zombie part. A friend of yours, uh, uh, um, let's say, gets uh, bitten by a scorpion. You have scorpions in New Jersey, right? No, not at all. No, I don't believe no so. No scorpions. Those are desert people problems. <laughs> and uh, the poison's going to go up their leg. Could you cut off their leg at the totally, knee? Totally, totally. Right. Emergency or non-emergency situation? Emergency situation So if only. it happened right here, and we know there's a hospital right around the, the block, no problem. Like, well, we'll just take it to the hospital. But if there's, like, no electricity and no cars, you're, you're hacking at it? Yeah, totally. Would you eat it? Probably not. Okay. What if there was no other food available? 
still, I don't think there would be no other food. Your emergencies are converging on each other, Anastasia. (laughs) You're hungry and your friend's going to die. And your radiator's dead. <laughs> I heard, and, and the damn car won't start. <laughs> what you do is you take the radiator hose and you choke him out. And then once he's out, you slit his throat. <laughs> Trick question. Well, you know, the, the car will the car will run a certain distance with no operational radiator. Uh <laughs> So, depends what it is. If it was a Honda, I'd fucking burn that shit all the way up to wherever. But the point is this. If my friend was a zombie, no problem. That's not the problem. In a non-survival situation, in a survival situation, I would kill the animal. But if I didn't need to kill the animal, I wouldn't. Mm. So, that's it. So, I have a a little bit of a topic I'd like to um, get your your opinion on. Um, cause I know we're all really concerned about like security and data and information. Yeah, I know We're totally. concerned about Alexas in our houses and our phones listening to us. I don't Alexa us. at yep. all. I'm no. scared of her. Um, but so I am deeply disturbed by the Panera data breach and I want to know what you think they're going <laughs> to do. Wait, 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 wait. I don't what? know anything about this. Oh, well the whole dark web knows what kind of salad you like right now, buddy. <laughs> they got it. They Lucky got it. for me. <laughs> I stopped eating a Panera before they had the fucking internet there. <laughs> there was recently a data breach and they got the customer information from the rewards card. So it literally, it, some people might have saved credit cards with right, it. Right, um, yeah, right. Yeah, I'm trusting the sandwich shop with my credit card information. Um, but yeah, they got like all these user accounts and like, right. I don't know exactly what's been done with the information. So what did they, I mean, what did they get? The, the order history probably of you pick two with like a turkey panini <laughs> and a chicken noodle yeah soup. I want the black noodle and uh, the black bean soup the black, black noodle, noodle. I mean, that's not right the fuck are you Ian that's not know. what they serve they probably <laughs> black wiped out black bean soup with the veggie sandwich <laughs> I'll take that's the what I'm spaghetti at Panera thank you <laughs> they probably wiped out the bank of everyone's free cookies and cups of coffee and then cashed them out themselves put them all on one card I would do that one master account yeah, I would I do would that too. What is wrong with Cinderella? Have you watched it? It I have. I mean, I realize that movie's literally almost 100 years old, but first off, if you take out the cat and the mice fucking around, that movie is probably like 22 minutes long. And you think about all that stuff that's irrelevant to the story, it's just there for filler. And uh the j- just thinking of the end of that movie, yeah, the, your dog disagrees with me. Yes. Dog's <laughs> huge. Just like, fuck the dogs. dogs the both dogs, dogs hate you right The now. dogs love that early Disney stuff. Say another fucking thing about Pinocchio, buddy. I'm so uh, <laughs> not with Disney. Uh, continue. So the end of Cinderella, she goes through all of this crap to get to the ball. She gets to the ball. The prince doesn't want anything to do with any other woman. Sees her, and they dance, and that's romantic, and I love it. They dance. They even sing a song together and run off in the garden. And then the clock gets to, like, midnight, and she's like, oh, I got to go. That whole time, she didn't mention where she grew up. She didn't mention what school she went to. <laughs> she didn't talk about, like, anything that would indicate that she lived in the village and where he could find her and she definitely didn't mention oh you're the prince my stepmother's been keeping me prisoner for the last 15 years you seem to be into me get me out of this interesting i heard (laughs) i heard a really good take on cinderella from fucking jordan peterson who compared like a bunch of disney movies to their um like to the archetypal story bases sure 
and uh, Cinderella was in there. And which one? Which no, no, it wasn't. I'm thinking of Sleeping Beauty. I'm completely fucking oh talking my out of my goodness. Ass. He wasn't talking about Cinderella. Just at some all. other princess. I'm you're thinking dude, about? Dude, they're all the same fucking story. They're not. They are the same story. Fucking. There's a there's a gorgeous. Girl, there's a girl, young girl. <laughs> girl that's mistreated. And she's asleep or dead or fucking like can't <laughs> talk or, or can't or hidden. And there's some dude who needs to come fucking rescue her. And they meet and they fucking slay the bad guy and they ride off into the sunset. And that's it. That is the gist of with the with the exception of Pinocchio and Lady and the Tramp. That is like the gist <laughs> of every single fucking Disney movie released into the late yeah. 90s. So my my wife is totally into Disney. I have a friend uh, uh I have a friend named Shahab and um he told me he gives me the best lessons about having daughters cuz he has two daughters, but he said uh I don't let my daughters watch um The Little Mermaid. And oh this this would be good. Why not? He said why he goes I don't want my daughters watching a movie about defying what their dad tells them to do so you can run off and try to be like somebody else and fit in. Yeah. Like, all that little girl does is whatever her dad told her not to do to keep her safe. That's not And fair. then she runs off to be with these other people who are legitimately trying to kill her entire race when they find out about her. That's accurate. And That's it, fucking it's dead a, on. She's a phony... And she admires some guy, and she gives up everything in her, and and it it demonstrates naivety. Yeah. And he's like making this argument. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I just thought it was ah. Uh, it's but so I know on the a, music is awesome. <laughs> it is on Dingle like Hopper a, and shit. He's like, no, it's an allegory for defining. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is. It's also an archetypal story for you know, for fucking. This is gonna make people mad, but fuck them. Um, you said butt fuck. But fuck. He says that, that all, all the time. time. Yeah, he I says that. That's his out. thing. He says butt fuck. Uh, Alexa, butt fuck. Uh, yeah, he says it That's all the time. That's not my thing. That my is your thing. <laughs> your browser history says otherwise. <laughs> my thing is not butt fuck. <laughs> it's just. I mean, you say that all the time. I didn't mean that. That happen to pair themselves. You mean butt, comma, fuck. Yes. But you. It sounds like butt fuck. <laughs> So anyway, it is. You say it all the time. That's your like pause. That's your like. It, like when people say like. Yeah. Yeah, that's your thing. But yeah. fuck. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um. So anyway, now I'm fucking self conscious. I would have said it four more. Strategically times replace it with another word. Try foreskin. <laughs> and so we were like foreskin in Philly the other day. We were like foreskin in Philly. We were foreskin deep. <laughs> we were fucking. We were like uncircumcised in Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> fucking. God damn it! It is. It is an archetypal story where the uh, where the father, the father is, like representative of the 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 male uh what's the word i'm patriarchy no (laughs) the the male military um, industrial complex the male desire for order and upward mobility versus like you know a chaotic environment and the the ursula who is the enemy is is the counterpart is the the yang you know whatever 
is um is representative of the feminine, which is chaotic and downward and, you know, pulling you into fucking pulling you into the unknown. And the daughter is trying to walk the line between those two things and can't find the balance and leans towards the unknown and sacrifices order and then descends into chaos. And as a result, the chaos fucking takes the king, Triton, who represents what's good and what's right and diminishes that. And from that, it's an archetypal story, which is why it's easily fucking related to because it is about the balance between chaos and order. That was beautiful. Can someone tell me what King Triton's actual powers were? Nothing. It's just because he's staff. got a, he's got a thing staff. that shoots lasers, and he's got the command of all these people. And yeah, he doesn't know where his daughter goes when they she. They just uh, they just they like his stick. His go. stick is scary. That's it. <laughs> he's got a big scary stick, and it shoots <laughs> laser beams, and fucking that's it. And that is what she's after the the whole time. There's a big stick that shoots big laser beams. Big stick that shoots laser beams. I I'll do. take a big stick that shoots laser beams. I'll take a cat with laser beam eyes. I don't trust a cat with laser beam eyes. Oh, they're all Cats capable of it. Don't necessarily like you. <laughs> I don't trust a cat with laser beam eyes. They're the pets that eat you when you die. Your dogs, That's right. Their dogs mourn you. Your cats are like, okay, time to eat your this fucker. Your dogs will and this starve is next why, to your corpse and your cats yes, will eat you. And I tell my dog all the time, feel free to eat my and corpse. this is why sooner or later you have to eat your fucking cat. <laughs> That's some silliness you, you made up need, for your daughter. No, you need to reverse the fucking dominance hierarchy Fuck between no. yourself I'm and your cat. I'm good with being in charge. I'm good with cat. that. You need to get your next cat in place beforehand so it knows where, you know, where things are going. Where the food is yeah. going. What's this new kitten doing? Well, we're sacrificing you later. Yeah. Meow, what, what's you up with the feed it to the other kitten. Yeah. That's it. Is and it, then it, they it know. Inherit its powers. Exactly. <laughs> this cat's capable of sleeping 22 hours a day, and now I have it straight to do nothing. Cats are a weird fucking animal. Cats are amazing, and I love my cats. My cat, uh, I think he follows me around. He would come every morning. He'd come sit, um, follow me around and sit next to me when I was like opening the refrigerator. And I thought he was it was part of his morning routine to just sit next to me while I opened up the refrigerator to get out like coffee cream or milk or something like that. And uh, it took me over a year to realize that he was waiting for me to open the door because every morning the sun would reflect on the right part and create a little like glare on the counter. And that was the highlight of his day every day. Interesting. He knew that I was going to make coffee. I was going to open the refrigerator and he was going to get to see that light. My, uh, wow, your cat is dumb, man. I'm sorry. But he's, beautiful. <laughs> he's an he's idiot. A, he's a beautiful soul. Yeah, so I have two cats. One is Kitty, who's smarter than all of us you humans. You named the cat Kitty? Kitty? Kitty. What I did, did you just not call my her. cat? I did not kit- <laughs> call your... I did not name her Kitty. Her name... She would go by Squash or Kitty, but Squash. she's a princess, so she goes by Kitty now because she responds to that. But I have another cat, Mittens, who's gigantic, 20-pound freaking bulk of cat, and he's dumb. He, like, goes after your shadow. You know what I mean? Like, your shadow on the wall. He'll attack the wall. Um, but Kitty, she knows her you stuff. You mean, like... That music store from the fucking 90s <laughs> where they guaranteed their CDs for life. <laughs> now we know what happened to it. <laughs> so, I mean, 
I think your cat is just a little dumb like Mittens. Mr. Mittens is kind of dumb, but he's gigantic, so it's okay if he's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Well, now I'm going to have to go into his phone, (laughs) and I'm going to have to go into his uh, uh, podcast app and delete this episode so he doesn't hear you say that. He He knows that. I tell him all the time. You're kind of dumb compared to Kitty. (laughs) And he goes, He doesn't care. My cat follows my wife around every fucking morning and asks her to open the basement door. And it's it's always a fucking no. And then this morning, I come downstairs and see that the basement door is open, which means that the bugs that live in the basement, we have this fucking, you know, those giant crickets. They fucking get into our basement, but they're fucking hopping up the steps now. And I'm like, why is the fucking basement door open? Oh, because the cat wanted to go down there. Fuck the cat. The cat doesn't belong in the fucking basement. You know what you need? You need a house iguana (laughs) to take care of your cricket problem. That's true. Maybe newts. Do newts eat cricket? Oh, that could be cute. A newt. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking. They're tiny, right? What are newts native to? Not these parts, my friend. They have them uh, in northern New Jersey. I've seen them at Stokes. Do they? Really? Yeah. What What are the little lizards that like run around Florida? Oh, I don't know. They we have them where I live as well. Very similar lizards. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We just call. I mean, we just call them lizards. I don't know that they have like a hmm. phylum family they're genus tiny, species. Tiny lizards, yeah, little. Like, they're little. They're, like they grow to be probably seven, eight inches long. Um. They usually like if you are like watering the garden and you get water on the wall or a fence, they'll be out there ten minutes later, like three or five of them sitting in the cool spot, but in the sun. Yeah. And then as soon as they see you, they scurry off. It's adorable. Huh. It's way... I mean, we don't we have... We have s- no lizards here. No, salamanders. We have salamanders. Do we? Yeah. I haven't seen any. Yeah, they live in like the... Um, not the tunnel. What's it called? Where the water canal? goes? The canal. Thank you. My goodness. <laughs> they live in like the canal and the creeks up in Hopewell. We have salamanders around here. I haven't seen any. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, but our salamanders aren't lizards, are they? Because lizards no, they are, are reptiles. Not. Salamanders are amphibians. That's right. So they have like different what? I don't know what the fucking difference is. They're the same. Uh, they're reptiles species? and amphibians are the they're same. They're different species. <laughs> yeah, but not really. Like no, there like, really put, are different species. If you put a salamander <laughs> and a newt next to each other, nine out of ten people would not fucking know what the difference between the salamander and the newt is, and they would then they both fucking run the water and run the grass, run the water, run the grass. So what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking difference between lizards and salamanders. Salamanders. Yes. Yeah. Was there something to add to that, or were you just fucking (laughs) confirming what the debate was? I'm confirming what the debate was. Here with a recap. (laughs) Here's a recap and no additional information. No additional information, other than one is on water and one is on land. I just, I want to confirm the subject matter and then move on to the next topic. (laughs) And one doesn't? No, they both breathe air. What? They both breathe air. No, salamanders aren't underwater, aren't they? No, they could. They have feet. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I really. I haven't met. Well, have you ever seen a salamander? I it's haven't seen like, one around it's, here. It's not like it's not like a fucking head and a tail and nothing else. <laughs> like, what do you think a salamander is? Describe it to me. I thought it was closer to a. Uh, I have to get my phone to look the shit up, but I thought it was closer to a, uh, like, amphibians. Like they're closer to right, the- but that's what I'm saying. What's the actual difference between a reptile and other than like 
they live on land and water. I think it's the ability to breathe, to get Underwater. oxygen out of water. Yeah, that's and what I thought. And amphibian is able to get... To do and both. it may also be related mm. to where they start their life cycle. Like uh, a frog is an amphibian, it starts its life cycle in the water, then right. migrates then to land, but to can land. live in both. But what about like, you know, sea reptiles? You have to be more specific, like a giant, yeah, like yeah. a giant salamander. <laughs> like a giant salamander. <laughs> what do you mean, sea re- reptile? Oh, like an alligator. That's yeah. a sea reptile. Well, that's a river reptile, a, isn't it? <laughs> or a, oh, that's or the, a snake. That's the lizard you were talking about in Florida. Is the alligator? Yes. <laughs> they live. In, they live in creeks and pools. <laughs> they eat children and sheep. You know. Uh, so if we're uh, looking up. The difference or going to get really specific because you know the word species has a meaning. It's not just something we throw around. No, I know that. I'm I'm sure of that. <laughs> Salamanders are a group of amphibians, typically characterized by a lizard-like appearance. Appearance. Mm-hmm. Wow. With Even slender Wikipedia bodies. Confuses. Thinks it's a lizard. <laughs> it's some kind of lizard. So before you push record, do you like go go study up on the difference between newts and salamanders? No, not at all. No, not we at just all. go on the. We, we just, just come on and talk out of our ass. Your yeah, show, completely. God, your show is way better than mine. No, your show is way better than ours. <laughs> Amphibians begin life in water and then mature on land. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. But salamanders, I'm not that. I'm sitting here waiting for a prize for knowing that, but I forgot that we didn't establish rules to this we game. We did or... not establish rules. We're flying by. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing anything. Marine reptiles. List list of marine reptiles. Turtles. Turtles are reptiles. That makes sense. A reptile dysfunction. <laughs> That's a completely different thing. Crocodiles, squamates, iguanas. Dysteria. What the fuck's a dysteria? I have no idea. <laughs> it sounds like a metal band. <laughs> it does. Sea snake. <laughs> Fucking big-headed sea snake. That's rude. It is kind of rude. Sea turtles. That's it. There's not many. There's not many. But I guess they can't breathe. I don't know. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I guess they breathe underwater when they're, like, young and then can't do it on their own. Do you know that there's... Did you hear that with that fucking... Crayfish who can clone itself? What? No. Yeah. It's one crayfish or? Yeah. <laughs> it's one specific his, one? His name is Seymour. <laughs> there is a species of crayfish in England. Okay. That is reproducing through cloning. How so? Uh, it opened a lab. <laughs> and it captured, I, it's just, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if it's like separating itself, but. It is asexually reproducing. Really? Yeah, it is just like, like, I guess like a worm. I mean, do worms, worms lay eggs and have like larva and stuff. But if you cut like an earthworm in half, it regenerates. I don't, I'm I'm not exactly sure. So the crayfish got tired of the bar scene. (laughs) Fed up with Tinder. That's right. It didn't swipe whatever side you swipe on. Hey, crayfish, why don't you go fuck yourself? (laughs) That's a good idea. So, like, my lemon tree, it makes flowers and it makes lemons. It's totally, it doesn't need another lemon tree next to it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't need a lemon, another lemon tree. So, what you're saying is that this crayfish is like my lemon tree. 
it just makes its own and fertilizes its own stuff and makes more crayfish so, that are exactly yeah, so here's, the same. Here's the backstory. Okay. A German aquarium owner acquired a bag of what was called Texas crayfish, which were in fact not from Texas. <laughs> of course. In 1995 from an American. Of course. <laughs> Only to find his tank inexplicably filling up with the creatures. They were all, as it turns out, clones. The biological rule that making baby crayfish required a mama crayfish and papa crayfish was no longer inviolate. The eggs of the hobbyist all-female crayfish did not need to be fertilized. They simply grew into copies of their mother in a process known as parthogenesis. Oh, I wait. He needs to take them out of the fish tank. This is the plot of Gremlins, and I see his problem. He needs (laughs) to take them out of the fish tank. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, now these things are in creeks and rivers and shit. And the problem is because they can produce asexually, they're overpopulating, like, at a crazy fucking rate. In where? In England? In in Europe. But apparently they're also, like, a really They're good... lobsters. They're baby lobsters is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, apparently they're also, like, a, you know, Cockroach of the... reliable food. Well, yeah, that's fucking... Oh. Fucking, <laughs> apparently they are a uh, reliable food source as well so you know they have like a now completely self-sustaining food source also but they're like overcrowding creeks and shit and it's like detrimental to the other life because there's so many of them that they don't know what other lives are in it's like creeks. that simpsons where they brought the frog over to australia hmm where the toilet runs the other direction the toilet runs the other direction does not it what? doesn't I don't know. I talked to Hal about it. He said it doesn't. Did well, that's because they have these special expensive devices that restrict the flow of water and force it to go the correct counterclockwise <laughs> way. Did you FaceTime and flush together? No, I should tell him to I do I mean, so. the thing is, the camera angle might fucking reverse the direction of flush anyway. <laughs> so you true. won't really know. Like, you that's still right. won't have the solution to this problem. We won't know. But you'll know if, like, the mole is on the other side of his face. <laughs> <laughs> does does the consistency of the swirl pattern prove that the Earth is flat? There is nothing to prove the world the Earth is flat. Yes, there is. Haven't you seen those graphs? I don't give shit. And those graphs are all perfectly square. You Have you watch, seen you the horizon? It's not flat. <laughs> the horizon's flat. No, it's not. Sure it's it a is. curve. Yes, I, it is. Look, I walked into the horizon <laughs> for several years. <laughs> Following the man in black, looking for the... Oh, that's Dark Tower. Fuck. <laughs> I walked into fucking Horizon and they, like, way overcharged me for a cell phone. So I <laughs> switched to T-Mobile, as more people are doing. We went into Target and bought hand soap. Yeah. And uh, I never... Like, uh, God, I'm getting old. I enjoy smelling hand soaps to pick out a new fragrance for my oh, house. Oh, yeah? I found what this What are you into one. nowadays? Uh, it is so... I found this one at Target, and I smelled it, and there was something, like, familiar and comfortable about it. Yeah. And I don't know if it... I don't know what it was. Like, maybe it was, like, a sweet-smelling cologne, or maybe, like, the smell of a field or a forest or something, but it was, like, in my head, and it was, um... Just wonderful smelling. So we got it. It's called a burnished cedar. What? And it comes okay. in, like, a brown bottle. We got it home, and I must have used it for two weeks, and I would wash my hands, and I'd smell my hands, and i go... There's something comforting about this, and I don't know what it is. And it smells kind of sweet with, like, a little bit of hint of floral. And it smells kind of manly, but not really manly, and I really like it. It smells like flipping through a Playboy magazine with all of the fucking samples in it when you were a kid. Uh, and it, uh, I was like, damn it. Yes. How long 
you did it, did it take you to get to it that? It took me two weeks, and now I'm washing my hands forty six times a day. <laughs> I um. That's nostalgia. That's priceless. At my last job, we were sitting there, and fucking my uh, our catering manager like went downstairs and washed her hands and then sprayed like some kind of perfume or spray she had on them or whatever, and then came back upstairs and our old boss who was yeah real fucking weird. <laughs> just sat there and he was like and we were like are you okay and he was like it smells like lavender sandalwood and uh and he like named one other thing <coughs> and Megan was like those are literally the three fucking like notes in the perfume that I just sprayed on my hands and it's really weird <laughs> that you fucking picked that out but he was a uh, he was a strange guy. I don't like him. <laughs> like he used all. to hang around the entrance to Macy's and just read all the bottles. Apparently, and familiarize himself with the, <laughs> the descriptions. Fucking one, I, you just made me think of this. Fucking one day, this girl that I was dating, and I can't even fucking remember who it was. Um, wow. We were walking through Macy's. I have a feeling it was one person, but I'm not sure it was them. Just name all of your girlfriends. We'll all pick of one. Them. So, uh, <laughs> so we're walking through Macy's and someone like, you know, like aggressively sprayed her with a perfume sample. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Buy this. <laughs> Basically. And she like shoved her and was like, get the fuck out of my face, perfume girl. And she was so offended that she called her perfume girl. And it was it was really fucking entertaining. It was really I, entertaining. I love because the manager actually came out and yelled at her and said, "Do you know how much money my perfume girl makes?" All condescendingly, and she was <laughs> like, "I don't care. She sprayed perfume in my eyes." So that's uh, the end of that story. When I went no through a really, really serious asshole, like not giving a shit period, um, and I have a distinct memory of several times walking through the mall, and you'd have those kiosk people come over and like, "Hey, we'll clean up your sneakers," and, yeah. and if they talk to me in any way that wasn't just like easy to brush off it's like go fuck yourself yeah you like what you're doing with your life fuck you just yeah. like you know you start a conversation with me you you initiate contact with me like like you were saying about people knocking at your door trying to sell religion and stuff people call yeah. you with sales calls no you initiated the conversation pig fucker let's go <laughs> i get some shit off my chest and you called me you came to my fucking door with your stupid fucking pamphlets and your little black tie i'm gonna talk to you however the fuck i want get in here I had, for the first time ever today, today, you just reminded me of this. I had heard stories about this, but I never fucking actually, like, experienced this. I had a fucking, a, a truck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, Calm down. <laughs> I'm going to say this sentence out loud on a microphone. Go for it. It's going to go out to the whole world. You got it. A truck full of gypsies. No. Pull up, knock on my door. And offer to fix my roof and driveway. <laughs> and I was like, you're, you're going to have to leave. And he was like, no, we'll give you a really good. I was like, you're going to have to leave with like an almost Croatian kind of accent. I'm like, you're going to have to leave. And he was like, I'm going to. No, no, no. And he was like, was trying to fucking argue. He's like, let me show you my pamphlet. I was like, OK, let's go through this again. Get off my fucking porch. And then my dogs were like, happened to be next to the porch, losing their fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And they're not pleasant in the first place. It was like, I'm opening the gate next. And he was like, ah, and he just like mumbled something under his breath and went. But like, I thought this wasn't a real thing. 
Oh, you but gotta it's be a real thing. careful. His next tactic would have been to throw a baby in your direction. And when you reach for the baby, <laughs> runs in your house. Because, ah, we live here now. Uh, you, you know, it's... Uh, I've not, heard, like, I've heard horror stories of, like, you know, these, like, roving... <laughs> roving bands of, like, Eastern Europeans <laughs> that fucking come fuck up your driveway and charge you a bunch of money and disappear. And I was like... Yeah, maybe, I guess. I don't know. Maybe this is like a Midwest thing. But nope, happened right here this afternoon. Holy shit. It, is it hasn't happened to us. It definitely hasn't happened to us. Um, this is, not to sound weird, but the very difference in culture between New Jersey and like Nevada. Yeah. It is not unusual to have a gun like literally on your body. Right. Someone rings your doorbell. It's not unusual. Why would I take it off? It's my my house. Right. Oh, you're getting mouthy with me. Just... Reminder of the situation here. Yeah. Just step over the door threshold a little bit. Come here. Yeah. (laughs) And not that, but people are maybe much less aggressive when they come to your door because that is a realistic possibility where I live. Yeah. There's a real possibility that you'll get fucking shot. And that's why I think the threat of violence should be ever present all the time. (laughs) I didn't threaten violence. I just made them very aware that I had multiple guns. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, in this situation, because I do not live in Nevada, I just always answered the door with my hatchet in my hand. That's yeah. normal, right? No. So that keeps you on the other side of the fucking door, right? even when she orders, even when she orders Chinese food, she has to go with the hat shit. <laughs> what the fuck do you? Oh, oh we're cool. No, when I order Chinese food, the dog goes you, crazy for some reason. I don't know why. When you get in those schemes, and whether it's it's gypsies or just somebody trying to like rip you off, um, I've had like the guys in a van with literally with speakers yeah. walk up to me at a gas station and go, "Hey, man, we got all these speakers. We got to get rid of. You need you need a car stereo or anything like that." I'm like, are you? Fucking with me right now? <laughs> Dude, you know what I get? Do you not know how this shit works right <laughs> here? So my somebody slammed a, a fucking shopping cart or a car door or something into like the back of my car. And what I get all the time is like it, it, it happens exclusively in shopping centers where you'll have like a car pull up and roll down the window. And they'll, it's, it's happened to me like four times. And it's the same fucking thing every time. They roll up, they're like, hur, hur, and then they like motion to roll down your window because I don't have automatic windows and they still make that fucking thing with their hand. But I understand the signal, so I roll the window down. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, excuse me, waiter, can I have the check? <laughs> right? And they say the same thing every time. And this is their, sa- I don't know why this is a sales tactic. You're the salesperson, so maybe you could explain this. They okay. go, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. You want to fix that damage? <laughs> they ran into you? That's their fucking son. No, they didn't run into me. But that's their fucking tactic every time. They're like, hey, you want to fix the damage? I'll fix the damage. Cheap. You can pull over. I'll fix the damage. <laughs> you tell them you don't want your car worked no. on by anyone who still has manual crank windows? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I just, I don't fucking get it. Like, it's a, it, it's happened to me on four occasions. That's why I li- now, I live with a, a mechanic who would regularly, if something was wrong with somebody's car or something like that, or they they had, like, something going on. Right. Or they even, like, well, maybe that is different. I apologize. That is different. But, like. Something would, would come up and he would just go, you know, I fix cars. Like he would just drop it in the conversation. Yeah, it's totally different. I guess that is very different. Never mind. <laughs> aggressively trying to repair someone's car. No, let me fix it. Fucking. 
It's yeah, like you a, have a tiny debt, and like, somebody's constantly I got a body you. Kit, I got a body kit and a painter in the truck right like, now. Like, unwelcome advances on fixing your fucking car. Right. That's like, different. I'm like, now I know what it feels like. This is fucking... This is what it feels like to be put in this fucking situation. I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Can you go fix someone else's car? Yeah. I, you know, while you're on, on cars, I have a serious question, and I haven't done this on, on my show because, yeah, I haven't done this on my show, so I'm just going to ask this unevolved thought that I have to figure out. Sure. Why? So where I live, um, people listen to absolutely shitty music as loud as possible, mm. and it's like they, they know how to... Whatever they they can't install their car stereos properly and it right. rattles and why is it the louder the stereo that someone has installed the proportionately shittier music they're listening to? Because I don't hear yeah, anybody, kind of nobody with that radio that's so loud you can hear it anywhere in the neighborhood is driving around listening to Neil Young. No, <laughs> no. Like if if they were listening to like Zeppelin Four rattling it's, their panels, I would like, find a way to be okay with it. Yeah. It is like they are immensely proud of their poor taste and their poor and and their if poor life choices that clearly Pink echo Floyd, their fucking taste yeah, I'd be in cool music. With it. Anything Pink Floyd, I'd be cool with it. But that just doesn't seem to be the case, and I can't no. figure out what it is. And I try not to make too big of a deal. What about it, it is is you cannot teach taste. You know what we have in Las Vegas that you don't have here? Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but shopping carts in the middle of your neighborhood? Mm, it is wait, like, wait, wait. <laughs> I agree. There's no shopping carts in the middle of your and neighborhood. And you saw it when you visited, when yeah, you've been right. in Vegas before, mm-hmm. right? Is that, there a shopping cart in the middle of our neighborhood? There are, sh- no, there are people with shopping carts that aren't supposed to uh, be there. Like, yes. there's the person with the Walmart shopping cart. We're like, the next Walmart's like five miles away. What are you doing here? I, I, Often, I I have wondered, like, you know that's not your property. Why is no police officer stopping them? There's no value in, in securing it. It's it's not shopping carts. I, so I looked into this extensively. I, I served on my homeowners association, and this was one of the things, because my idea was, look, I'm, and I'm not down to get down on people. There are poor people, and there are yes. poor people in my neighborhood who don't own cars, and they're going to steal shopping carts, and we do call it theft because it's not your property. Um, they're going to do it. Why don't we put a sh- – and there's a service that goes around town and picks up shopping carts and returns them, and they charge the grocery store for it. The grocery store won't prosecute people for taking them. The police won't go pick people up for taking them. It's not that big of a deal. Why don't we put a grocery cart return in the common area of our gated community, and then people who steal grocery carts could return them there, and then they get picked up from one place and they're not in the street, so they don't look like shit, and kids don't play with them. I'm terrified that a kid's going to get hurt playing with a stray shopping cart. I'm See, way too serious about this right now. Sorry. Oddly enough, wait, this, wait this, a happens in, this happens in nicer areas because when you go into shitty areas, the grocery stores, and, and I, I know this, <laughs> when you go into shitter, it, shitty areas... The grocery stores, the shopping carts are usually behind posts that are too close together for a shopping cart to fix through. Right. And you also have to put like a quarter yeah. in to remove the shopping cart and you get your quarter back when you when you put it Return in there. Return it, yeah. So you put it in, spits a quarter back, and you actually you have to carry the bags to wherever you're going. The shopping cart can't leave like – it's not even like it can't leave the parking lot. It can't leave, like, the sidewalk in front of the store. Yeah, no, these motherfuckers with their kids will pick it up and walk the extra 12 feet to get past that security thing that locks it. Oh. It's, like, a problem where I live. They obstruct cars. You live in a gated community? I do. Yeah, because most places are gated because of the resources. You have to 
build the resource structure to get to it, like electric and water and all that shit. So it makes sense that you live in a gated community. But people are sneaking shopping carts in your gated community? Yeah, well, it's... it's That's a problem? Many... I mean, gated community doesn't necessarily mean that it's nice in the area that I live in. No, no, not at all. Not at all. I get that. I've I've been to that side of the world before. And people sneak through our community to get to their even shittier part of town. Right. Um, and yeah, they right. just leave shopping carts everywhere. And it's every, I mean, it's not just in my area, it's all of the Las Vegas area. And I just, I feel like I don't see that when I visit California. I definitely don't see it when I visit Idaho. Like, people who live in Idaho really visit care New about Jersey? where they live. I have, I don't think I've seen it on this sh- visit that I've been here. <laughs> and it's, it's just like massage parlors. And like, it's just a difference. Yeah. I, I mean, and the other difference, and our grocery stores are open 24 hours and have slot machines right next to the registers. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. different. That is very different. <laughs> you can pay for your groceries or you can gamble your life Well, away. here you can still play the numbers in a deli, so. Yeah. You can't do true. that out there? I'm sure you can. In a different way. Yeah, I'm sure you can. There's there's probably plenty of illegal gambling. Here, I just knew where to find. Here, like, even as a kid, I always knew where to find, like, the the shit like what I really loved about like the Sopranos for instance is that it like like covered like not mobsters but it covered like normal people who were just into some shady shit once in a while yes. I was around those kind of people as a kid yeah right. and it was cool like you could identify it when like oh I shouldn't be doing that when like I would be you know uh, where I worked I worked at that gas station when I was a kid yep. that was a f- fucking front joint and a half. Yeah. There were people who came in and got their card filled up and I learned when I was 14 years old, oh, that guy comes in he doesn't pay for gas. Give him two packs of cigarettes and he doesn't pay for gas. Like, well, why not? Don't ask questions. No problem. Yeah. You know, I learned 20 people who did and like, hey, can you take, you know, take this money over to the pizza place over there? Yep. And just, uh, okay, get over there. Did you look in here? No, why not? Joe told me not to. All right, get some pizza. And I pay for pizza for like, from 14 to 17 years old yeah. over at, uh, I'm not going to say the name of the place, on 33. 30, they're struggling not to say the name of the place. <laughs> but like, work, it was work I didn't, it. I didn't have a, I didn't have a license, and uh, the the guy, there was the guy that didn't own the gas station in the auto shop. He was just come around a lot, and like, hey, take that car over to take that car over and pick this guy up. I, I don't have a license. Don't worry about it. Drive slow. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> go get fifty bucks for giving a guy a like. I, I and like I realized probably later when I was like in my mid twenties, like. Those guys were probably more of like into something, whether they were like loan yeah. sharks or gangsters. They, they were gangsters. into something. All I did was like pump gas and like maybe run envelopes Drive around people for around, people. You know. Yeah. That's an inter- yes. interesting thing to be around. Yeah, I miss those days. <laughs> right? I when, just like, ran when, numbers like, people, and, you know, drove pe- people around, getaway driver, that's were, it. I don't know about your your parent. Like, like my dad wasn't, like, some crazy, like, gangster weirdo, but he hung out with some weirdos. Like, that guy right there might have broke someone's legs. My <laughs> parents had some real fucking shady friends. Like, some... Deeply shady friends. Welcome and, to New Jersey. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and, you know, also my family may have been involved in some things for a few generations that <laughs> shouldn't fucking openly <laughs> discuss. Not the masseuse importing business, I hope. Uh, Seuss importing? The, the masseuse importing? In- oh, no, 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 no. More like the, um, you know, looking at the... Uh, 
looking at the numbers of the last three horses that come in and running them several blocks down the street and making sure they get posted <laughs> on a wall and everybody who, you know, called number gets telephone calls. And you know, slot machines and oh, goodness. slot machines in Chambersburg basements. And they're oh, all yeah. they're all dead, so it doesn't matter. I can talk yeah, about it. Like, but like I saw that that kind of I, I saw that kind of stuff when I was a kid, like younger than fifteen years old. Yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. And then I got older and realized the world wasn't really like that. And then it yeah. was probably through like watching movies and TV shows and hearing other yeah, people learning, talk about learning it. about what's actually going on in your own life from fucking that's TV not, drama because people don't experience that. Fucking, I, I have this conversation with Ken all the time where we're just like, we constantly realize how dissimilar our life was to other people's because we bring stuff up and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? What the fuck were you involved with? And we're like, what? That's not, oh yeah, that's not other people's <laughs> that's lives That's not are. normal. That's yeah. not normal. <clears throat> it's normal to us. Not, yeah, but it's not normal to everyone else. Whoa. What's the matter? My whole fucking chair's coming apart. Well. What the fuck? That's just an excuse to buy a new chair. That's right. I like this chair. That's fucking irritating. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, now I lost my train of thought. Uh, you wanted to talk about service styles by region. Oh, yeah. So I noticed that when I go to Las Vegas, I feel like I'm awesome and service is fantastic. And when I go anywhere You know in that Jersey, entire city is conditioned to treat you that way, though, right? That's right. Totally. A hundred percent. But when I go anywhere in New Jersey, I feel like I'm doing them a favor by patronizing their establishment. So... How have I you felt since you're doing back? them a favor? Yeah. Like which means like you're helping them. Yeah, like I've been treated or like mean, hey. You, you mean to say you're being treated as if they're doing you a favor. That's right. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Okay. Thank you. Um so I would bring it to the middle if you've ever been to a restaurant in Texas. I have been to like, restaurants in Texas. You and even parts of um Southern California. I went to Huntington Beach recently and had a really good experience there. And I think the difference was it was genuine. This was a nice person who was right. working in a bar or a restaurant because that's what they wanted to do. Um, and they probably make a living to some extent. But like in Las Vegas, that person is getting paid ridiculous money to be a food server. And if they're in that industry, they are conditioned, as Nolan says, to be like overwhelmingly uh, friendly. Awesome. And, yeah. And like I taught, you know, I taught those guest service classes, you know, don't don't say you're welcome. Say my pleasure kind of things. Right. Yeah. That, you know, they get beat into them over 15, 20 years. And Anastasia, you are awesome. Hmm. But, you know, of course, when you're when you're when just the tip for your meal is one hundred dollars, you're damn right. They're going to act like you're their best friend. Yeah. And throwing in desserts and throwing in glasses of wine is all like it's all part of their job. And I love it. I love it, too. Um, it just doesn't feel authentic. Like, That's right. Yeah. And, and the thing is, but by, here by proxy, by proxy, though, when that's like <clears throat> when that's what's going on everywhere, you're still going to kind of get that when you walk into the shittier places in a place like, you know, you don't have to go to fine dining to see that in in Vegas. You can you can see that at Chick-fil-A in Vegas because, I mean, you Chick-fil-A is kind of like notorious for the service. So that's a bad example. But like you go to somewhere like lower on the fucking scale of, you know, prestige. I'm going to say I want to I want to say Buffalo Wild Wings because I 
fucking hate that place. There you go, Buffalo Wild Wings. But, like, culturally, the culture of that town is built on a service industry. Sure, So you're going to get even a higher degree of service in a lower-level restaurant or a lower-level service scenario because culturally that's what it is. Let's talk about Arizona, Tucson or Phoenix. Like, there's still the... The customer service is still there compared to here, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they're generally nicer people, too, though, right? Yeah, that's the whole Western like, culture. Like Western more thing. Yeah, and I, I feel like you can say that about that area, but like, I feel like, so to, you know, piggyback on what you said, I feel like when I go down south, I go to North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. Where they hate animals. That's what I'm convinced that they hate animals. Okay. <laughs> my dog comes from North Carolina. Oh. Um, I feel like that whole Southern hospitality thing is a crock of fucking shit. <laughs> and, you know, they don't they don't give better service. I feel like yeah. it's this condescending niceness. Yeah, like yeah. the sugar is, top shit that they yeah, spew on you. Very, like, okay, honey. And you're like, well, you're not saying false. honey real it's nice. It's very, yeah. like, it's almost like a parody of itself. It's the personality equivalent of a fake smile when your mom says, say cheese. Exactly. Right. Yeah, 100%. That's like nail on the head. And, like, I definitely feel that when I'm in the South. I hate, dude, I fucking, I hate the South. Like, I feel well, don't like don't worry. They're is, not going to rise again anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, I feel like it is very false. Like, it's just a completely false set of, like, standards and morals and code of ethic. Like, I just feel like it's, like, you know, a very fake culture. And it's, right. it's similar to um, a kind of a concept I've been exploring a lot lately um, maybe to equate this with people who are like really happy about where they work, but not proud of what they do. They're, they're proud of the culture, not necessarily their place the in product, it. Yeah. Um, whereas I, I have these people with people I work with, um, in a variety of capacities who are very proud of the organization they work for, right. but they suck at their job. So, that, but it, we're so great. We're so special. Yeah. This we jive, you're not contributing to it yeah. or you're bringing your, uh, your authentic self is kind of a piece of shit right. and you're putting it on to fit in, in this culture. So there's this great Southern culture and reputation. I don't know that I've ever, I've probably met genuine people, but when you meet that person in the food service industry in like, you know, South Carolina, right. like you're a fucking phony. Yeah. You're being the person you think I want to be serving my meal right, right. now. Right. Right. You're not being you. Yeah. So maybe there's a, a, a service culture by region or by area that really comes out. So maybe that Southern California person is either, maybe they fooled me with their laid back attitude. Yeah. I also feel like if you compare it to here, and we'll go like very broad, right? We'll say like New York, New Jersey, Delaware, okay. New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Um, I don't think it's necessarily that the service is that bad as much as it is the the customer is substantially more entitled. And I... I Definitely fucking feel that way. You're saying that the victim asked for it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the customer asked for it. That's yes. Which is generally how I feel. She, she, fucking, she wanted it. <laughs> they asked for it. Look at it. She was wearing a short skirt. <laughs> she but asked no, for like, some attitude. Some, for I some feel note, like there like is a general, a general sense of entitlement among customers, you know, in. 
in the, I know that you feel that way. In the mid-Atlantic, the Northeast, where they get shittier service because they tend to approach it with a fucking attitude. They tend there there is this approach and there's this mindset. I'm saying as myself. Right. I'm super nice to people. If you're a stranger, I'm like, hey, you can freaking write or your book here. Sure. Like, you're either my friend or not. So if I walk into an establishment, I say, hey, how you doing? I want this, this, and this. And how you react to me is on you. Yeah. And I can tell you this. If I go west of here, <laughs> where we are right now, right. especially bar Far west, like Nevada, I'm treated differently than I am here. See? And also, if I go very east of here, like all the way back to my homeland, Eastern Europe, I'm treated like a piece of shit. Even if I'm trying to tip the person, I'm still being treated like a piece of shit. I feel like there's a lot of nuance in there. Like, so first of all, I feel, I definitely feel like around this area, and and I'm, I'm speaking specifically about like this area. Central... New Jersey, Central. No, no, Jersey? all of New Jersey. New all Jersey, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. Kiss your Sisterville, Jersey. Connecticut. <laughs> Pinelands, you know, New Jersey. Pennsylvania, like <laughs> Eastern, Southeast Pennsylvania. I feel like there is a sense of entitlement amongst the people who patronize places where they generally approach people in the service industry as a whole. And that's as like servants. In the, in, as a saying. whole, whether it's fine dining or fucking fast food or a gas station or a convenience store, like, you're a piece of shit because this is your lot in life, and then that gets fucking reciprocated on them. So that experience you have could be the experience that that person's giving you after the last six people they helped talk to them like they're a fucking piece of garbage, and they just expect that you're going to do the same by this point in the day. Whereas, like, if I go out to central Pennsylvania, western Pennsylvania, where I've spent way more time than I would ever fucking have imagined or liked to. <laughs> right. Um, I find that it's this very, like, it, it is kind of shitty service, but people just, like, expect to be treated like shit, so, they, <laughs> so they're just like, everyone here's an asshole, fuck it. So they, like, go out and get treated like shit, and they're like, yeah, my waiter's a bitch, who cares? And, like, they don't even fucking think about it. But then, you know, you go even further than that and people as a whole are generally nicer. So they don't walk into like they don't work into a place where they're served and say this person who's taking my order is a piece of shit so that the person who's taking the order doesn't talk to them like you think I'm a piece of shit. Fuck you. Do you ever not tip? I don't think I've ever not. No, I don't think I've ever not. I've walked out. Oh. Without paying? Yes. I've walked out on checks when it's been re- twice. I, when it's oh been really fucking bad. But I've never not tipped. I've been out with my boyfriend and I drink original margaritas, like salt uh, over ice. And he drinks strawberry raspberry margaritas, which can Sounds be- fancy. <laughs> yeah, right? So I've had, we went to a close local place and one time the guy was like oh wow you're like he like he questions his manlyhood for like that That happened to me at buffalo wild wings and that's why i don't like them manhood man manlyhood manhood manliness and manhood whatever you're combining i interrupted you i'm sorry i'll come back to that no no that's good so no you're fine so the problem was 
he he's like strawberry margarita frozen and i'm like on the rocks the jose cuervo you know like the original shit and that's a manly drink i guess so and the other one's a girly one i don't know i mean what the thing was and our waiter was like and we still tipped him even though i I wanted to slap him across the face for freaking making that comment he made a comment I had a roommate who rode a motorcycle and was really into football. I'm not into sports. Football. And I had a um, I had a car and just asked if I would give him a ride to the bar so he could watch a football game at like 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. So yeah. sure, that's no problem. I'll go to the bar. I'll probably have a drink with you and then I'll take off and and hang out. And we go to the bar, sit down. That's what a, you do uh, in Nevada. You drink it in, on Sunday morning. Well, just saying. In, in, <laughs> it, sometimes I drink in my car. But b- because I installed a really fancy bar, it has two glove boxes, and you can pull it down like on Archer, and, and it pulls out little airplane bottles. And I hate you know, Archer. Good With stereo. Um, and so we sit down at the bar, and he orders a beer, and the bartender's probably this like 25, 30-year-old a girl who a woman who's been a bartender forever at a sports bar and uh i said can i get an irish coffee and she goes oh it's too early for you to drink a beer i said fuck you and, I got up and, <laughs> and everybody everybody looks at me I <laughs> that's the absolute that's like awesome. that's perfect reaction to that shit but we went to uh a, uh the sports bar out on the 130 206 intersection yeah when that place probably to where when it first opened there was four of us we were eating and drinking and the service was so horrible and the chicken and pete's that chicken and pete's the the guy did not, not oh were you trying to not say it yeah well, i don't care yeah but, it's not there because i already said fuck buffalo right? are they not there anymore They're, they died right yeah no. The server You're was there. so terrible and he didn't care. And he gave the most half ass apologies. And he's over there hanging out, talking to somebody the whole time, screwing around. And we literally we left a one percent tip. Yeah. And I think that's so, worse and more insulting than, than no, no tip. tip. So yeah. sidebar. I know a handful of people at Chicken and Pete's, which is why I would never chicken pizza. <laughs> oh my god because i know the people who like i know they're you know executive chef and i was just like i would never eat anything this guy fucking makes ever i don't fucking trust him as a human being let alone a fucking cook but um and I, he doesn't work at that location he's like the corporate chef but um you know regardless so i on, on a separate unrelated note i once interviewed to be the director of operations at chicken and pizza and they had hired a new what they were calling a CEO who worked directly under the owner. And, um, the, you know, they were asking me questions and, you know, whatever. And I definitely pissed them off during the interview because at one point I was like, so, you know, what is it you're looking for? And they're like, they really couldn't fucking answer the question. And I was like, you know, what, what is your background? You know, what's your background? What other brands have you been with? And he's like, Oh, what, what do you mean? What other brands? I'm like, what other restaurant concepts have you worked with? What other, you know, and he's, I don't remember what a specific background it is, but he had no experience, not only in restaurants. I was like, you know, maybe he came over from hotels, maybe, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. He had no experience in the service industry whatsoever. And I was like, you know, forgive me for being so direct and asking, but what is it that qualifies you to be the CEO considering you've never done this before? And he's like, well, I have a degree from Princeton. And <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? What, what the fuck does that mean? But yeah, total sidebar. But um, my parents paid 
$200,000 for me to go to Princeton. Yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> what? You still don't know anything. Fucking, right. you know, if I have a degree from Princeton in fucking, you know, art, that doesn't qualify me to go run a fucking law firm. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> um, you know, I fucking... I, if, I, if I'm a franchisor of Medical Express... I don't get to go give out fucking, I don't get to write prescriptions. Right. It's still the doctor I hire who has to <laughs> fucking do that. But anyway, um, completely lost my fucking train of thought. Chicky and Pete's and then. Service. Not tipping. Not, not tipping. tipping. Yeah. So for me, your tip starts at 20%. And at 20%, you have two options. It can go up or it can go down. Yeah. It will not go less than like 15. You have to really fuck up for it to be 15 because I also understand as someone who works restaurants for a living that most of the problems that happen in a restaurant happen in the kitchen and are the kitchen's fault and I'm not going to fault the server for that. Um, I agree. There have been situations where I'll fucking, it happened once where I pulled the server aside, so it's not situations. Um, but I've pulled the server aside and like slipped them a fucking bill and been like, that's your tip. I didn't hand that to you because this was awful and I'm not fucking paying the check. <laughs> and I've told the manager, like, I'm not paying the fucking check, but I did tip your server. So this is your issue now. <laughs> um, but it starts at 20 and it can go up if you're awesome and it can go down if you're less awesome. But it's like, I score the server like it's a 10-point must system. Like, you know, it's boxing. Fucking, you start with the maximum and you can lose, but you can go higher if something else happens to fucking offset that. And that's how I treat it. Do, it, yeah. do the restaurants have any recourse when you say, this was awful and I'm not paying and I'm leaving? Do they, can, can they call and press charges? Can they? Um, they can, yeah. I mean, technically they could. It would. It's a rare fucking occasion that it happens. I'm gonna start doing it more then. But <laughs> but, but they'll you know, just shoot you in Nevada. Yeah, I mean they That's they the have difference. that option, and I've definitely been in places where like people have called the police and been like they're not paying their fucking bill, and somebody argues about it. But um, it's not a whole lot that they could fucking do. It is the service industry. I mean, but I will walk like if something's really bad, I will walk out on the check before I don't tip the server. Gotcha. Just because. It, just because, because it's a matter of principle and, you know, I don't want to, I'm putting the server in a bad position no matter what, but I will, I'm, I feel like I'm doing less of a disservice to what they do as a job by being like, fuck this and walking out, leaving the, like, I won't like eat the food and leave mm -hmm. it on the table. I'll just leave before the food gets there. And usually I can, you know, both times I've walked out of anywhere it's been that bad that it's like I'm waiting 45 minutes for my fucking appetizer yeah, to show up or right. you know, something like that. And That's huge, yeah. though. That's huge. Actually, I've walked out of three places. But, <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, I just had a fucking flashback. <laughs> but I've had a couple, like, as a vegetarian, there's a couple, um, like, establishments that are known that are that carry some awesome vegetarian fare and, like, the time i'm like what are you doing it's not like you're killing a cow here like just take that shit out of the freezer and throw it on the grill like yeah. it's not a big deal <laughs> put it on a bun throw some mayo on there and we're good to go yeah. sorry, I'm, 45 I'm, minutes what's happening here <laughs> i'm sorry that i messed up your salad and quinoa we were out of arugula so i subbed it with a porterhouse <laughs> exactly <laughs> 
I walked out of a uh, I walked out of a Bertucci's once that that was dead in fucking Cherry Hill, the Bertucci's at Cherry Hill Mall, which may or may not still be there. Who knows? But um, I walked out because they took forty minutes to take our drink order and then another twenty minutes to bring it to us, and I was like, nope, fuck this, and I left. And I left my keys on the table. Ah. <laughs> I had to fucking go back in. Storm back like, in. Like, we left. We left. We went to the mall because we were there to shop in the first place. And we were like, all right, we're going to fucking get lunch. And then we're going to go to the store. And then I was just like, mother fucker. And I had to walk back in. And the manager, like, gave us a bunch of free shit. And I was just like, I don't want your free shit. You did you did terrible. but That's the worst when the food sucks. And that's the problem. And they try to make it better with more shitty food. Yeah. We can take it back and fix it. No, I just insulted you. Yeah, I'm not letting you walk away and bring me more food. Yeah. The thing is, on the other side of it, like, you can read those things a mile away. You can see when the person is just trying to get something yeah. free every time. Like, we have a system uh, where I work now called TTU, which I don't know what it fucking stands for. Really? Um, yeah, I don't know what it stands for. Um, but, you know, I, I tell the owners of the company all the time, I was like, here's here's how... TTU works. I'm like, 50% of the complaints are outright lies. <laughs> Nothing in them is true. Nothing in them is true. And they're trying to get something for free. Of the remaining 50%, 50% of those are complaints written by employees because they're trying to get someone else in trouble. And there's dead giveaways because they will like, call a position something that like it's called in the manual and not like something that someone would call it right you know what i mean so like like cashier versus like sales associate or whatever right or like you know we have what what's called the oven line you know and <coughs> nobody knows that that's nobody in the world to, would say that yeah. but it's like you know you'll get an email from the corporate office that's like Talk to this person. They said the person on the oven line had an attitude. And I'm like, they said oven line. <laughs> yeah. And that's wrong. And no, they would say sandwich guy. Fucking, they have no idea. They have no idea. Right. That's our fucking terminology. An employee fucking wrote that. I was like, and you know, so now there's 25% of these things that are left. And here's how the remaining 25% goes I walked in. I. You know, I ordered a fucking... Super simple. Yeah, I ordered a fucking salad and I said, please hold the tomatoes. And they gave me the tomatoes anyway. And now I'm fucking mad. So I'm mad because I wanted no tomatoes. And maybe it's a legit reason. Maybe I'm allergic or, you know, whatever. You're dick for but, not wanting tomatoes. But now <laughs> I turn around and, you know, I I go back and I'm like, look, I ordered about tomatoes. And somebody's like... Okay, give me a minute because it's the middle of lunch and they're fucking slammed and they're reading 80 tickets and that's why they missed the modifier and they got like 10 more tickets like while you're standing there trying to get something remade. So it takes a little long. You can see that they're rushed. They're not really giving you an attitude, but they're like, okay, you know, I'm going to get to you as soon as I can. And they're like kind of rushing you so they could take care of the 10 people that are staring at them saying, where's my food? So now you feel like they're ignoring you. So now... Your food was wrong and you feel like you're being ignored. But now the bathroom's dirty and the manager had an attitude and fucking there was no soda in the fountain and fucking this person was shitty and there wasn't a clean table to sit at. And none of it's fucking true. The only thing that happened was like we fucked up something minor that we would have fixed instantly if you were just a little bit fucking patient. 
And that's the fucking complaint. Like, that's how it works. 50% are complete lies. 25% are written by fucking employees to get other people <laughs> in trouble. And the remaining 25% are legitimate complaints that are wildly over-exaggerated <laughs> because you still want free shit. Right. And that's what it is. Like, And ultimately, it always comes down to the fact that when you complained, you wanted your money back and you didn't fucking get it because most people... When they walk into your establishment and they have a bad experience, they just don't come back. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're complaining, you want something. Right. Generally, you want free shit. I went to an Applebee's the other day. Why did you do that? I made a mistake. I had to get my car fixed. It was down the street from it. So I went to the Applebee's. Eating all right in the neighborhood. I was hungry. Eating so, something. Yeah, so I ordered something, Eating and I it had fries with it, and it, they were salty. They should so have a question like, mark after the name on the sign. <laughs> Applebee's? <laughs> I was literally down the street. It was within walking distance. I was hungry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, stop judging me. They do serve food-related products there. <laughs> So I ordered my thing. It was okay. And the fries that came with it were really salty. So I told the waitress, I was like, hey, man, the fries are super salty. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'll replace them. She said, no, you're super salty. And I'm like, don't replace them. I'm good. Like, I'm just letting you know. I just want you to know. Like, these fries are then really why did, salty. Why did you want that her to is, know if no, you didn't want her to replace? Sorry. They're salty that, as shit. <laughs> you shouldn't be serving this thing, these things to customers. That is a male-female thing. You think? Well, why are you telling me if you told me to do anything about it? I don't want you to do <laughs> anything about it. Why are you just bringing this it? to my attention so I know you're aggravated? <laughs> Got no, it. No, I'm just letting it. No, I'm not bringing it up so you so you know I'm aggravating. I'm I, I'm aggravated. I want you to know because <laughs> no, I want you. No, we know you're aggravating. I'm fucking aggravated. Now I just feel like you're yelling at me. <laughs> no, but I want the person to know so they correct it. Does that make sense? Like, correct this shit. Yeah, like, I guess. Like, tell them, hey, this shit is salty. But they're not it's salty. They're, they they do drop fries to order in a place. It's, like, it's not like they so make a giant batch of fries. So what are they doing? Triple salting and, it? Like my salt tolerance is really high. Maybe like super high. That's that's possible. That's certainly possible. They made a mistake. They forgot to salted it and salted it again. Oh, I mean. And then I spoke to multiple people, happens. and they're like, "Yeah, that shit is salty as hell." And I'm like, "What the hell is that?" So you don't like order more Applebee's. fries? Is that some kind of like? I mean. Your first mistake was going to Applebee's. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the, here's the problem with this story. The problem with this story is that there is nowhere on earth where you can go to Applebee's that there isn't, within direct line of visibility, a better restaurant than Applebee's. <laughs> There's nowhere in in fucking America where right. you cannot walk in the Applebee's, stand with your back to the front door, and look at a better restaurant if you just turn your head. I'm thinking 33. There's Fred and Pete's right across the street. Yeah. There's a hundred of them. No, they weren't one. open. They weren't open then. It was a weird situation. It was a weird time of day. But their <laughs> shit was salty. Your shit was salty. Your shit is salty. <laughs> I don't want any more. I'm just letting you know. Oh, uh, so I have one last thing that I wanted to ask both of you. Sure. What is uh, the strategically meanest, most hurtful thing 
you can like say to someone who's pissed you off. Not necessarily a food search. Someone who's just like pissed you off right here and you could call them something derogatory. You could call them something like obviously going to stab them in where it hurts. Um, But just something that really just gets them. I mean, that varies person to person. Pretty dramatically. You don't think so? Uh, It could. I just... I mean, I don't know. I generally don't... I don't know. That's a different question. I think we're in the same boat. I don't go to hurt other people. People hurt me, and I'm like, I just have to back away from the situation unless you're, like, physically threatening me. And then I'll fucking kill you. I I really... I have... This has come up on this show before. What? I Not this specific scenario, no, no, I, but, like, where I go with this. I have a much more difficult time hurting someone emotionally than hurting someone physically. Like, a much more difficult... Because, like, wounds heal, but words hurt for fucking ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You get them right, they yeah, do. Yeah, I'd rather... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd rather get hurt physically than emotionally. Yeah, I would rather like, get rather the you shit kicked <laughs> out of me. Yeah. And, like, I just, I can't fucking, I can't live with that. Like, I can't live with, I can live with demoralizing somebody, but I can't live with degrading somebody. Maybe I'm using those words oh. wrong. So, uh, I this, ha- this came out of my mouth one time, and I used it a couple times since then, but uh, I was visiting my daughter in the hospital, and a couple got in the elevator and the guy had music playing on his cell phone Ooh. in the elevator. And I said, the door closed and just three of us. And I said, you going to listen to that the whole ride up? And he's, and he's like, yeah. And his girl, the woman with him said something to him and he started and he was like, fuck. <laughs> he's like, fuck you too to her. And he was mean. And he looked at me and I said, don't worry, man. No one expects any better of you. That's awesome. And I yeah, wanted to send a message to her too. Yeah. You just get away from this guy. He's yeah. trash. Yeah. And I thought about that later. Like when you hear somebody arguing with somebody behind the counter at a restaurant or something, like all I want to say to that person is like, no one thinks any better. This is exactly what you've set yourself up to be. Yeah. Enjoy that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. Fucking. I'll defend. But that again, that's like that's still situation by situation, right? Like if I said something like that to you right now, you would be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Like, didn't you just hear me say that? But (laughs) (laughs) but like unprompted, had you not told that story, like you wouldn't. It wouldn't make you feel bad because you would be like, "I don't know what you're talking about." (laughs) So like there would have to be something to fucking to prompt it. I there there, I have like go tos. Like I will. I will automatically call, like, a dude that's trying to be threatening or intimidating, <laughs> like, sweetie or, like, honey pie or something like that. Like, just something real, like, something you something I would call my daughter. Yeah. Like, because that instantly, like, it, it just, it's like this instantaneous, like, oh, fuck. You you're know what works? not intimidating you know at all. works outside type of this? Type of message. What works outside of this geographical region that would never work here? What? You just try this California, Nevada, like Nebraska. When a guy acts like that and you go, yeah, tough guy? They don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah. And it's not like here where you call someone tough guy and it means something. Yeah. Like they're, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I just raised my hands in an offensive stepping back motion. <laughs> I it it does it very situation to situation though. Yeah, we got a fucking tough guy over here. Some something yeah. that fucking uh, Jordan Peterson said that fucking stuck with me is like the the problem with the problem with knowing your own emotional insecurities and knowing like how you can be hurt is that you now bear the responsibility of knowing exactly how to fucking hurt other people. And I was like, oh fuck, that's heavy. And it yeah. it's like it's it's stuck with me for a couple of days now. But fucking yeah, I just like I have a fucking I have a hard time like accepting that. And I fucking have like almost any time I've made somebody feel bad, like emotionally, I've done it by accident and fucking felt really bad about that. It. And I think that's different. You have to take take a cooling off period and then. Like, get yourself to the right place and, like, give a genuine apology and, like, meet on some, give some ground yeah. to win that back. Like, I fucked up. It's just the combination of words and the yeah. way that I said it really made that bad. Yeah, sometimes a fucking combination of words uh, and bad timing will fucking, <laughs> will really fuck things up for you. So, like, I, I have fucking, I have done some, like... I have a, how do I put it? I'm really witty, but in a really shitty way. <laughs> and it's like, I have said stuff that has been like total fucking throwaway comments that are like, I literally mean as like nothing and I haven't even thought about it. They just yeah. fucking pop out. But it's been like the person on the receiving end is like, I can't believe you just said that to me. And I'm like, I didn't fucking mean that the way you took it. I was just like being asinine like you know if i was in a room with anybody else and i said that they would fucking instantly fucking get it <laughs> um i actually <laughs> is this through text is that what you're talking through about? text in in person i accidentally called this girl fatty the other day how, how do you accidentally, accidentally you accidentally. save that for when you're in the car by yourself yeah no fatties <laughs> allowed in I general no like all right so her her last name um if you switch the vowels around, is fatty. Okay. Um, Fita? Taffy? Fita, yeah, is actually her last name. So I, I was asking, I was oh, like, God. I was like, how do you pronounce it? I was like, is it Fita? Is it Fida? And she was like, she's like, it's a, uh, what was it? It's fatty. Yeah, it's <laughs> She's like, it's Fita. She's like, but. She's like, it really doesn't matter. She's like, I get called both all the time. And she like made a joke and she's like, oh, she's like, you call me whatever you want. So I was just like, I was like, oh, okay, maybe this, maybe this. And I was just like subbing out vowel sounds. And I was just like, maybe fatty. And I was like, oh, ooh. did you go she to was kind of a big girl? And I was oh. like, I didn't fucking mean, and like, I didn't even say it. I just kept going because I was like, at that moment, I was like, if I address it, yeah. She's going to think it would. If I address the fact that it's unintentional, she's going to think it it's, was. It was intentional. <laughs> intentional. So now I just got to let that go and let it be fucking awkward and keep this stupid conversation going that wasn't going anywhere in the fucking first place anyway. You could have saved it with Does anybody ever say, Don't cry for me, Argentina? <laughs> <laughs> I could have, but I was not that quick. Gotcha. That's I, so hard. My, oh God. My, uh, a woman that I know was with my daughter recently and that my daughter doesn't know. And so she's a black woman and my daughter was 
grabbed her hand and was holding her hand. And it was the like most nervous I've been because <laughs> I just didn't know what she was going to do. Like she was obviously like looking at this woman's hand, thinking something. And this is me being judgmental on my right. daughter and society. Right. Because then she goes, I really like the color of your. No, fuck. I really like the color of your nail polish. And I was like, <sighs> why did I think she was going to? Make this a race thing. Because why wouldn't you think oh, that? Oh God! No, because that's the that's the beauty of children. Like they don't see color. They don't see. She saw like pink. That. They see people. They see people as what they are. If you don't teach them differently, they see people. They don't see anything else. That's not true. What do you mean? That's not true at all. My daughters absolutely ask me why some people are black and some people are not. I came here when I was 10. I never saw a black person. I never. The first time I saw a black person, I was 10. 10. That's a long fucking time. Yeah, that's a long time. Did yeah. you say something like outlandishly inappropriate? No, I circus? didn't. I was just but like, like mesmerized by the different colors you that exist in human you beings. You can't say like they don't see the difference. They know the difference. They, they don't assume a stereotype based right. on they're that difference. Right, they're not like, they're not they're assuming, not like, yeah. You're like, yeah. oh, you must be able to run fast. Like, they <laughs> right, don't fucking, right, right. they don't think that. They have to be taught that kind of yeah. thing. But like they definitely see the difference and, and question it. Yeah, but. If they question it, it's very innocent. It's not racist. Like you yeah. assumed, you assumed when she grabbed her hand, she was gonna say like, "I love the color of your skin." I, I thought she was gonna say, "Hey, sister, soul, sister." <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. <laughs> well, we are one thirty-six in. Do we want to call That's it a wrap? A lot. Yeah, sure. it's a good a one. Lot. Mike, uh, go ahead and plug your show so the assholes who listen to this can listen to yours uh, also. Yeah, your show is awesome. Thank you. Um, please excuse my dead aunt Sally. Um, we have a lot of fun making it. I hope people have fun listening to it. Um, and we're working on growing all of our social media right now um, without bombarding people. So if you check out uh, at Please Excuse My Dead Aunt Sally on Instagram, we're always posting fun stuff that's relevant to the show. Uh, just Dead Aunt Sally on Twitter. And now we've got a, a Facebook page just getting started where Susie, uh, my uh, friend and co-host, is um, putting up conspira- conspiracy diagrams and um, like uh, government documents related to sonic weapons, and it's kind of ridiculous. So, yeah, please excuse my dad and Sally, and uh, yeah, check it out. Thank you. All right. With that, we will uh, see you guys next time. Later. <laughs>